0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of Rumors, Money, and Movies. I'm your host, James Bastone, and I'd like to welcome a guest and a friend of the show, Ishmael. Uh, is she one or Ish or Ish? she or Ish? Is she or ish? Um, yeah, you can
1: call me either.
0: Yeah. So uh, introduce yourself. Who are you? A uh, little bit of bio, you know, so people don't know you know you're like now like a Russian bot or something.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, i Ishmael Assad. You can call me Ishi or Ish. Uh, I went to Byron Hills High School with James. If people didn't know that already. And uh, I go to University of Buffalo.
0: Yes, that's uh, that's that's cool. And uh, what, well, uh, we're going to find this out very quickly, but uh, I always ask everybody uh, what your favorite movie is and what you watch a lot of movies or not really. So two part question okay. for you there.
1: Uh, I don't really watch a lot of movies, um, but my favorite movie is Tron Legacy.
0: (laughs) So so, uh, everyone knows we're doing this classic movie series. Uh, We've done the movies like Blade Runner, Chinatown, uh, the latest episode with my brother Robert. We did, uh, which he was actually the host. If you haven't checked that episode, please do, because for the first time ever, I wasn't the host, and someone else was my brother, and we watched Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Now, there was a little miscommunication because I always knew, and if you know Ishii, you know that his favorite movie is Tron, right? Now, I was under the impression that we we're going to be talking about the Tron back in the 80s, the original one, and then we're talking about the sequel a little bit. But then Ishii thought we were just talking about the sequel, so stick around because <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. But before we get into the Tron stuff, uh, we're going to actually talk about a little bit about some box office uh, news that's noteworthy, and also the Bastion Blur, which is where I do my Rotten Tomato score, uh, Rotten Tomato uh, like recommendations, or like they m- are not recommendations for movies. So, first, I'm just gonna start with the Bastion Blur. I only saw one movie this week, and I regretted it the minute I watched it Close. It was a Netflix original. You haven't seen this, have you, Ishii? I'm assuming you haven't. What's it called? Close. Close. Close.
1: Nah. No, Good. Don't watch here. it.
0: Don't watch it. Don't waste your time just don't watch it. Never watch it. If anyone, if you see this movie on Netflix, just go next, just go next. Never watch this movie. It, it, one of the, and I said in this film, logic does not exist. That was my, that was my blurb for it. Like literally this movie was one of the worst movies I've seen in my life. Like literally was God awful. Um, it was just, I mean, literally horrendous. There was no logic. Characters did things like one minute. They were like, trying to kill you, and then the next minute they were, like, friends. Like, it made literally no sense. Uh, they were trying to do plot twists that had no verisimilitude. If you don't know what that word means, that means, like, make sense in the world building. Um, if you have a plot twist that actually has to make sense, you can't just say, like, plot twist and it'd be good. Uh, have you seen – you haven't seen Extraction, I'm assuming, right, Is she?
1: No.
0: So if you've seen Extraction, that was a movie that was also on the Baston Blurb. That was released, like, last month. With Chris Hemsworth, also a Netflix original. Literally, they're the exact same movie. There's like a bounty, or like a mercenary who has to who has to sneak out a rich kid from a city that everyone's trying to kill them in. Close took place in Morocco. Uh, uh, Extraction took place in Bangladesh. Like it was literally the exact same movie, but this one was worse. So
1: please don't see this movie. Was Extraction a good movie? It was
0: pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, It was solid. I mean, it wasn't, like, the greatest... It wasn't, you know, you're not going to change your life. It's not as good as Tron Legacy, obviously.
1: Yeah, definitely not.
0: But it was okay. But, yeah, now, this, uh... Now, this was some hot garbage. Uh, please don't watch it. I'm begging you. Don't, don't... I mean, pe- I watched with my family, and, like, people, they liked it. I thought it was actually horrendous. this mm-hmm. uh, But, obviously, now I'm moving right from the on Blurb. And if you're interested in the other movies that i reviewed, I've reviewed the likes of Joker... Uh, La La Land, Extraction, like I said, uh, Bad Education, among others. So if you're interested in some of those movies that I watch, check them out. It's been a, it's been sort of a part of the podcast, uh, recently. So it's a new part of the podcast and I'm excited to where it goes and where it grows into as a segment, because obviously you, if you, if you suggest a segment, if you listen to the show, if you suggest a segment, I will do it. It doesn't matter. It could be like some random oddball segment. I'll try it at least once. Like we're doing today. This is gonna be some random podcast, but we're gonna be on the long, we're gonna be on the ride together. Now, this movie you definitely have never heard of, Ishi. And I, cause I didn't know about it until like two days ago, and that's The Wretched, which is a horror movie. The Wretched. The Wretched. It's a horror movie.
1: I'm not a horror movie guy.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched it. Now, this is not part of the Baston Blurb. The reason I'm talking about this is some box office history. So The Wretched joined only a handful of the movies. These are some of the biggest movies of all time. Titanic, The Sixth Sense, Avatar, and Black Panther. Why is The Wretched some Randall horror movie that's out right now, joining the company of like Titanic and, and Avatar, some of these greatest movies of pop culture history? Because The Wretched is the newest movie now to top the box office for five consecutive weeks. Obviously, with wow. the caveat that, like, well, issue they're making like eighty grand a week because there's no movie theaters open. But I say, yeah, it's like obviously it has an asterisk next to its name, but it is still the first ever, uh, you know. I mean, not with the first ever, but one of the only movies to do it. So if you have a pop culture, uh, if you're playing like what are those games you do? Like I don't know, like those like uh, game night games, some of those like random oddball trivia questions, you just got a point because yeah. of me. So, you're welcome in advance. Maybe maybe you'll meet your wife because of that, is she? Maybe this question's going to make you meet your wife. Yeah, maybe. Hey, I don't know. I mean, you never know
1: what, where life can take you. I'm not going to watch that movie, though.
0: What, The Wretched?
1: No, I'm not, I will not be watching that.
0: <laughs> Either, I'm not going to watch... I, I should never say never, actually. Never say never. But, uh... uh. And I should have said, actually, now that I think about it, I should have said the Rotten Tomato score for Clothes. So my fault. We're power to the people here. I should have said this. So backtracking from the Wretched to close. I should have said this about, um, I should have did that first before I got to the Wretched, so I apologize in advance for this. I don't usually make mistakes like that. At least I hope I don't. So I already know I'm going to get corrected for it. Apologize in advance. But the critics' consensus for Clothes was close puts a welcome... Welcome, female-fronted spin on the prototypical action filler. Unfortunately, the rest of the movie's ingredients are tediously predictable. Uh, it has a 38.7% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not as bad as say I thought, because I thought it have, like a zero percent. But um, and then it has a 35% audience score, which is really bad uh, in comparison. Now the wretched, the wretched. Speaking of this movie, only has a 46% audience score, but it has a 73% critic score. And the critics consensus for this movie, again, that broke uh, box office history, was The Wretched stirs up a savory blend of witch-in-the-woods horror ingredients that should leave genre fans hungry for a second helping from writer-directors Brett and Drew T. Pierce. So I'm assuming they're brothers. Uh, So, hey, it's also a good movie, so good for The Wretched. But the reason why you're on here, Ishmael, is not to talk about The Wretched. It's not to talk about clothes. It was supposed to be to talk about Tron from from the eighties, but it's now we're talking about Tron Legacy. I guess I haven't, you know, Tron but, Legacy. But just um, set the stage for why. They, now again, I've heard some wacky favorite movies of all time. i never heard this one. Please explain to everybody just right off the bat how this is your favorite movie ever.
1: Um, I, I really don't. Know why it became my favorite movie? I didn't even see it in theaters. I just watched it at home, my TV, and uh, I don't know why. I think maybe something about it's it's a sci-fi movie. It has some really cool effects in it, and um, I think it has has some interesting messages in it, some some powerful themes. And now, like for several years, it is my my computer background, my desktop background has it's, it's Tron. Um, a lot of backwards of Tron. A lot of Tron stuff. So waiting for Tron three to come out.
0: We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that for sure. Uh okay. So so we're just setting the stage here. So if you're not familiar with Tron, it's basically do you wanna explain the premise behind Tron? Just a basic sort of just the premise of how it works.
1: Okay, yeah. So well talk about Tron legacy. I mean Tron, the original one, I've actually never even seen it. But <laughs> It's similar. It's similar.
0: It's similar.
1: Yeah. I believe Tron Legacy is somewhat of a remake of Tron, but a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the premise of Tron Legacy is that you have this boy, Sam Flynn, and his father is Kevin Flynn. And Kevin Flynn is uh, the founder of this company. And uh, one day he disappears into this place that he always talks about. It's, It's this video game called Tron disappears into what he called the grid and just disappears off the face of the earth. And everyone was saying he went crazy. No one knows what happened to him. And then one day his son uh, finds the entrance to the grid and he, he enters the video game. And the movie is about him trying to help his dad escape the grid and get back home while also fighting uh, the, the enemy on the grid, which is it's a clone. Of his father, of Kevin Flynn, who is the creator of the grid, and the clone's name is clue mm-hmm. And uh, initially, clue was created to help develop the grid, but he betrayed him and he trapped he trapped his father in there. And that, that's why he was stuck there for like thirty years until eventually Sam Flynn, the son, found him.
0: Yeah. So the, as Ishi kind of said it, they're both pretty similar. Even though the Tron Legacy is a sequel of Tron, they're both pretty similar. So Tron, Tron, the original Tron, granted, was released in 1982 uh, and had a budget of $17 million and made $50 million. Uh, Now Tron is a famous movie because of the fact, it's a cult classic. If there's ever been a term cult classic, it's it's good for this movie because it was uh, like first generation, first of its kind in animation. Uh, Its special effects were, like, well-regarded. So the critics' consensus, for example, was a 74% of Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 69 audience score. So 74 from the critics and 69 from the audience. And though, and it is, the critics' consensus though perhaps not as strong dramatically as it is technologically, Tron is an original and visually stunning piece of science fiction that represents a landmark work in the history of computer animation. So basically, this, like, launched the original... Is not really heralded for its. Again, this is why I thought we we're going to be talking about Tron. So I had this whole thing, this whole classic thing. Thank you for. I mean, no, thank you, but thank you, uh, Ishmael, for your brilliance. <laughs> only, only your, only in your individual individuality can bring. But uh, it's like, <laughs> it's like first of a generation special effects. Like, if you watch the movie, it's all. It's bad now, but back in the time, it was. I mean, I don't want to be a hot take here, but it—I'd say it's even—it's almost—it's I think even more impressive than what like Star Wars was able to do because everything around it is computer animated g- driven, um, with some props obviously and things like that. But it's very—it's basically uh, think of it almost as like a uh, an animated movie, so to speak, like a Toy Story or a Shrek or something like that. But basically. People are actually in the movie, like real people, are in the animation. Uh, and if you look it up, it's very—you see what I mean. So it's very heralded for that. Now, speaking of Tron Legacy, obviously Ishii's favorite movie is, it has a, this is why I say it's so crazy. That this, is your, this is your favorite movie because it has fifty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, but a sixty-three percent audience score. And the critics' consensus: Tron Legacy boasts dazzling visuals but it's human characters and story get lost amidst its state of the art production design. Uh and so this the Tron Tron Legacy and Tron are both starred by Jeff Bridges um and Bruce uh, Boxleitner Boxletter?
1: Yeah, Bruce Boxleitner,
0: I think. Boxleitner. Of course you know that. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh Tron Legacy brings about newcomers like Olivia Wilde, Gar- Garrett Hedlund, and Michael Sheen, so, so, then they're both released by Walt Disney Pictures. Now, before we get into the Walt Disney Pictures side of things, because obviously you have some mm-hmm. hot takes about that, Mister, Mister, Mister Ishii. Uh, I mean, I already asked you why this is your favorite one. Like, why do you like this movie so much? But you kind of set the stage now that we kind of know what Tron is. And if you've seen Tron Legacy, you've already seen Tron because they're basically the exact same movie. Think at, mm-hmm. if you've seen Star Wars, think of New Hope and Force Awakens. But I will give Tron this: it was less similar than New Hope and Force Awakens. So, congrats to Tron oh, for really? being better than Star Wars. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hmm. Force Awakens is just a is just a this is it's just it's just a sorry excuse of a movie. It's pretty disappointing. I'm
1: not a fan of Force Awakens.
0: I'm not no I, this, the the trilogy. I mean the uh, sequel trilogy for Disney has been an absolute uh, <laughs> a, a dumpster fire would be generous. That's all I'm gonna say for the, for Disney's reign. Over. <laughs> Seriously, Disney's run with Star Wars a dumpster fire would be generous. It's so bad. It, it, I have nicknames for all the movies they've made. You have oh wow. You have new so you have the two anthology movies they made for no reason. Rogue snooze, I felt issues. I'm gonna tell you a story right now. This is not really a tron but it's funny. I went to go see Rogue One opening night. This never happened to me before. This it will never happen again. I fell asleep in the movie theater. was out cold. Like I oh. literally fell asleep for ten minutes. I woke up. I was like, "What was going on?"
1: During during Rogue One.
0: During Rogue One, in the middle of the movie, during the climax, I fell asleep. It was so boring. I was like, "What?" Wow. I right, haven't watched it since.
1: What? You're going to find this interesting as well. Um, uh Rogue One is probably my favorite solo movie. Oh my God. You're, one of the,
0: you're one of those over here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then you have Han. No, you're all right. I mean, okay.
1: Oh, Han Solo is good. I like that
0: one. Yeah, Average Solo, I like to call it. Because it was average. Best movie they've made. Average Solo. Then you have The New Hope Awakens. Because that's what it was. The Worst the Jedi. New the New Hope Awakens. The worst Jedi, because Ryan Johnson is just awful. And then the the fall of the Skywalker, because in episode nine, Star Wars officially died. That's wow. that's the sequel trilogy for you. And I'm not a hater. People want to say I'm a troll, I'm not a troll. Because even if even though I was disappointed with Force Awakens, I was still really, really pumped for last Jedi, and then Ryan Johnson just sucked the soul out of my body. So uh Unfortunately, it's like almost like uh, for you, uh, Ishi. if they made Tron 3 and they just disrespected everything that came before it, basically told you that if you didn't like it, you were either racist or sexist.
1: And Oh, man, I, I kind of get what you're saying about that. First.
0: Yeah. And then you had to like just like it, even though you didn't even know you knew it was bad. So no. that that's Tron 3. I'm trying to make an apropos uh, a relationship for
1: you. So you can relate oh, here. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to to your your interest in Star Wars. That, That's
0: you know, all right. Destroyed it. It's all right. It's all right. I hear the Mandalorians good, even though I haven't watched that episode, but it's fine. It's fine. I don't have Disney Plus, but do you have Disney Plus? No, I don't have Disney Plus. How are you gonna watch *Tron Legacy* then?
1: I have the disc, I have the DVD right next to me.
0: <laughs> right next to you.
1: Uh, it's right next to me. You just I keep it in my desk. Can't lose it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're, just, you're just speechless.
0: I'm just, i I'm just trying to find out this love, this fascination. Because I've had a couple guests on that have had fascinations with, obviously, Matt. Matty G, if you know. Friend of the show. have a friend of the show. I mean, if you know Matty G, this guy, like, literally, he wants to marry Star Wars, I think.
1: Yeah, big star. He, he likes the... Uh, new trilogy well he's he
0: likes anything that's the problem with him like he admits it's not good though it's fine it's okay hmm. but then you also uh, uh, I don't John Luca, feta was on he that guy was having like a a love session with the Dark Knight oh my god I mean I love that movie
1: oh the Dark Knight yeah those are pretty good
0: pretty good I right, get out you off my podcast See,
1: wait am I supposed to say like really good or not yeah
0: you say really really good
1: really oh, yeah really they're, good. They're, they're really good yeah all
0: right <laughs> I mean, you're fine. You're you're
1: you're definitely fine. Uh,
0: so now that we're getting into Tron Legacy, and you kind of set the stage. Uh, I guess we want to say slight spoiler alert here, but maybe if people have seen it but don't really remember the entire plot, can you just kind of give like a synopsis so people maybe either if they don't know what was happening <clears throat> or they already watched it, refresh their memory for okay, Tron Legacy. I, I
1: can, I can spoil it. Well, Probably,
0: it, was, yeah. it came out ten years ago, so I mean, spoiler alert, yeah, okay. obviously, but. Now you can talk about it for sure. All
1: right. So synopsis. So you have Kevin Flynn, the father, and Sam Flynn, the son. Um. So like I said, Kevin Flynn disappeared into the grid, and uh, he left his whole company and and uh, everyone who worked there. They were just. they, They said he went crazy. They said he was becoming a little weird, a little erratic before he left. Um, and he was talking about, he was talking about the grid. They said he was becoming erratic no one believed him. Except one guy, um, who's Bruce Boxleitner's character. His name is Alan. And he he uh, was the person who helped Kevin Flynn create the grid. And he, uh, so in the grid, when they were first creating it, Kevin Flynn made a clone of himself named Clue. Mm-hmm. And Alan made a clone of himself named Tron. And that's a little confusing. Like, it's hard to pick up on. But, you know, after you watch it like 20 times, you know everything about it. So, uh, Alan, his co-worker, made a clone of himself named Tron. So Tron and Clue are these clones, and they're supposed to help them uh, create the grid. But then one day, uh, Clue, I think what was happening is that Kevin Flynn discovered these ISOs. It, it was a, a new life form in the grid, and they were called ISOs. They were they were. In the movie they're just you know showing as people and he said they were intelligent and that they were everything he ever hoped for it was just it just spawned he never programmed it and he really liked the isos but clue is clone well when he made clue as a clone he told him you and i are going to create the perfect system and this ties into like the message of the movie he said the perfect system so that was programmed into clue's mind so then when they find these isos which are just random of of the grid, they're almost the definition of imperfection. You know, they they're cool, they're intelligent, but they weren't perfect. They were unique, included in like that. So while Kevin Kevin Flynn and and Alan and even Tron also they all liked the Isos. Blue, since his goal was to create the perfect system, he didn't like them. And one day, he turned on on Kevin Flynn, and he he betrayed him. He attacked him. It was it was a coup. But Tron, uh, Alan's clone, he fought off the uh, the other programs, which is just what they call like people on the grid. They call them programs. Tron defended Kevin Flynn, and Kevin escaped. He just ran off. Uh, but Clue, Clue uh, took control of Tron, I guess. They don't really show it in the movie, but he took Tron. Rinsler, and he turned right? him into yeah. yeah, exactly. He turned Tron into Rinsler, who you see throughout the movie, who's kind of like uh, Clue's right-hand man. He's like a super soldier. So he took Tron, turned him into Rinsler. Kevin Flynn disappears, and he goes off into the mountains, and he, he was stuck there. And the portal back into the real world on the grid is only open for, I don't know, I think like 24 hours or something. And so he had to hide. He had to hide from Clue, so he got stuck. The portal closed, and that's why he disappeared for 30 years. Mm. Then back to the real world, Sam Flynn, he was just like a kid when his dad disappeared. Eventually, he, he kind of ran away from home, and didn't really didn't really get a job. he was just kind of living on his own upset with the world. Uh, so the movie starts off with you see him going into Encom Tower, which is the, his dad's company. and he, what he does what it, it seems like what he's been doing this time is he's kind of just messing with the company. It's, he's the biggest shareholder of the company, so he technically owns it, but he's not really involved in it and he just pranks them. So what he did in the beginning of the movie is he leaked their operating system onto the web. And they were, they were trying to sell it, but he just leaked it for free. So then he goes back home, and Alan, uh, Kevin's uh, co-worker, Alan comes, and he he saw the whole leakage of the system. And he tells him, he's like, you know, he kind of mentions that he thinks there was something more to why his dad disappeared. He he said he was kind of saying, I think he's still out there. And he knew, he knew that his dad was probably in the grid. He didn't know what happened to him. He didn't know that he was trapped there because of blue, but he had a feeling that he was still there. So that inspired Sam to then later, he goes to Glyn's arcade, which is the old arcade where the original Tron game was. <clears throat> and he goes down, he finds uh, this hidden door. He goes down to the basement and he finds what was the, the portal entry to the grid. And he didn't, he didn't. It was almost accidental. He was just typing in some code, trying to see what was in this room, and he ends up being teleported to the grid. And he gets there. First, he's taken to... Uh, he's taken by the... the when, when you get there, you see that it's not the grid that Kevin Flynn was trying to create. Now it's completely run by Clue. All the programs are orange now, which is a symbol of the, them being controlled by Clue. So they take him to the disc games, and... Uh, that's pretty much what they do with any of these stray like programs or people they find. But he ends up, he wins. You know, am I going into too much detail here? A little bit, yeah, a
0: little bit. You're, it feels <laughs> like you love this movie so much, though. It's okay.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll try and I'll leave some out.
0: Now that uh, I was able to calm our friend Ishi over here down a little bit, he, he loves this movie so much that he just can't control himself, I guess, right, Ishi.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's what happened there.
0: So, so we're just gonna pick it up from when uh, where he was, where Sam gets uh, taken, right? Yeah. And, and thrown into the games, and we're gonna kind of streamline the plot here, just a tad bit. Even though we love this movie, this is a great movie. So kind of just. Uh, no, I really to- love this movie. No, you really love it. I mean, I you know it's okay,
1: but uh. I think you really love it. You really
0: love it too. <laughs> okay, all right, but uh. Let's, uh, so let's pick it up from there. He's in the games and... Okay, so
1: he's in the games. Uh, he ends up winning the games and he gets taken to Clue. And he thinks Clue is his father, but he tells him he's not. He sends him off and then he takes him to the life cycle games where he plans to pretty much kill him in the life cycle games. But uh, this, this car comes out of nowhere and that's Cora, who's the girl. She rescues Sam, takes him off the life cycle grid. And then brings him to uh, his father, Kevin Flynn, in this like hidden house off in the mountains. And uh, that was the first time they'd seen each other in 30 years. Pretty emotional scene. Uh, but then um, Sam, the, the, they start immediately planning. You know, we we got to get out of here. We can still do it because the portal's still open since Sam just entered. So that's what happens in the next parts of the movie. They uh, they go to the main city. Um, and they, they start trying to find a way to escape. But um, once once they, Clue found out that they were kind of out of this hidden place. So he, he immediately starts chasing them. He's sending soldiers after them. And they're just, that's, they, they basically just start running towards the portal, whatever way they can. They steal fighter jets. Um, and along the way, Kevin Flynn's disc gets stolen. That's his identity disc. And that's basically like the key to uh, exiting the grid. Mm -hmm. And Clue's Clues whole plan here is just he's trying to take over the world. That's what's happening in the background here. He's building up an army. He's taking people off the streets and reprogramming them. And he needs Kevin Flynn's disc to bring everything to the real world. So eventually um, his disc gets stolen. But Kevin and Sam, they get it back and they run to the portal. They're about to make it about to make it home finally bring his father home after these 30 years they get to the portal and there's there's clue standing there this is the final moment and uh pretty good speech there you can look it up on youtube it's a great video to watch and in this clip this kind of ties to the, the, the theme he said clue Clu says to kevin he's like you know i tried i tried to create the perfect system and He's like, what? Well, why did you betray me? Clue thought Kevin Flynn betrayed him because, you know, they were supposed to create the perfect system. But, um, yeah, I don't Basically, they just get out. They, Sam Flynn and Cora, they jump behind Clue and they escape. And Kevin Flynn tricks Clue by, he tricks him that he has his own disc on his back, but it was actually Cora's disc. They swap discs so that Cora and Sam could escape and clue and kevin flynn didn't make it out and in, in the end kevin flynn just he blew up the entire grid
0: what about tron you didn't get to
1: tron though doesn't tron have a nice arc uh with tron tron was Rinsler, so he appears in the the disc games and the light cycle games He was fighting uh and he was there the whole time pretty much pursuing kevin and sam as they're running to the portal and then so he was like trying to kill them but in the end as they're flying towards the portal on their light jets this is a good
0: scene. This is a good scene. I got to admit, this is a
1: pretty good scene right here. Yeah, yeah. They're flying towards the portal and Rinsler and Clue are on their light jets right behind them, chasing them. Clue goes, Rinsler has a perfect shot on their jet. Clue goes, Rinsler, take the shot. And Rinsler, he looks at him. He's about to take the shot, but he flies to the side. So he he, he leaves Clue the opening shot. Clue starts shooting and then Rinsler, out of nowhere, just like dive bombs into Clue and he goes, I fight for the users. He just suicide, but he was trying to save Evan and Sam. So, you know, even though Clue converted him to uh, to work for him, deep down he was always, yes, always fighting for the users. Yes,
0: sir. Now, <clears throat> one thing I find very interesting about this, and we're gonna get to the sequel stuff, because this is where the good stuff happens, but there's actually some good themes in this movie now. Uh, there's a couple pretty interesting themes uh, from this movie that I, I guess are important to talk about and maybe you, I'm sure you're aware of some of these themes, correct? Yeah, I probably am. Okay. Whatever they are, I definitely am. So there is some religious uh, background to this to this movie, especially with Korra and how her arc is kind of inspired by the historical cat figure of Joan of Arc, Joan of Arc. And so while Olivia Wilde who plays Cora. And who took inspiration from Joan of Arc Says that She's this unlikely warrior Very strong but compassionate Completely led by selflessness she Also mm-hmm. she thinks that She's in touch with a, some higher power And has one foot in another world All these are, were elements in Quora She epismizes the concept and of andro- androgyny Which is Male and female Kind of morphed into one Yeah She has a short haircut obviously Um uh, mm-hmm. Is that is that one of those? Is that one of the ones you're aware of? I don't know. That's that's interesting to me because John the is like a Catholic.
1: Uh... I've heard of that one before. Yeah.
0: Of course you have. You've seen the movie twenty times.
1: And the you know, the thing about Cora, if you remember, uh, the ISOs. Cora is actually the last ISO, oh. and Kevin has been projecting her of course the whole time. He, of course she is. Of course she is.
0: Uh, yes. Also, you have uh, Bridges playing kind of the stock character of like the wise old man. Um, kind of like Sen master almost like an Obi-Wan or someone like that which so was kind of like another, st- another style character and there's actually uh, a whole bunch of stuff kind of um, about him uh, but I think you might like this so according to screenwriter Adam Horowitz Kozinski stated that the film's universal theme was finding a human connection in a digital world uh and yeah. they, so i'm sure you know about this you want to elaborate on that maybe a little bit for everybody
1: yeah so in the movie in the beginning uh when they're talking on the news about how he disappeared one of his like kind of mottos is he was searching he was what he was trying to do was reshape the human condition um something like that he was trying to reshape the human condition. so imagine like it's almost. This is probably going to happen in the future in the real in the real world. Uh-oh. Imagine like reshaping the human condition. you trying to integrate humans with technology in this way. You know that's probably going to happen sometime in the future. I feel like. Oh. I don't know, like, like I, I, don't even, I don't know what else to say. I mean, <laughs> I can't I guess. describe. It.
0: I don't know. Yeah, so, You know what? You're so genius, you can't even describe what you mean. It's just how That's how, like, next level intellect... You know the meme of, like, the guy, like, he keeps his brain keeps exploding? That's you right now. You're on, like, the last level. You can't even explain how genius you are. That's how genius you are. I mean, I don't really know what else to say. I think that was
1: the end of my thought, honestly.
0: <laughs> now, even though I, I had to grill you a little bit, but before I grill you a little bit on this, one character... A lot of the characters got kind of, uh, you know, not bashed, but were kind of, you know, hurt. Or not hurt, but not great, so to speak, I guess is the proper term. They weren't great characters. But one character in particular that got a lot of acclaim and is... Who is the security guard's name from uh, HCC? Adam. Adam. Adam, shout out to him. This was his favorite character, uh, because if you know anything about HGC, they used to have these recesses. I mean, they always say still do, but they used to have these like movies at recess. And issue over here brought in Tron uh, for people to watch if they wanted. And Adam, I'll never forget this, especially when we started bringing it up now, was like uh, they, go, they all the characters go up to like Michael Sheen's like club, and he's like, "This is the best part. This is a good part." So Michael Sheen actually got. C- acclaim for his performance and how it was similar to David Bowie. And you know who, obviously you know who that is, right, is she?
1: Yeah.
0: So, I mean, do you see that as someone who's an avid fan of this film, David Bowie and Michael Sheen's character, or no? Because I so certainly I
1: see do. David, I mean, I guess, you know, Michael Sheen's character is like this really flamboyant club owner. And he was almost, he was like dancing and kind of singing. I guess it's a little similar to David Bowie.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't really in the film enough, but um, you know, other uh, many many people thought that you know the other characters named main, mainly Bridges, Wild, and Hudland were pretty yawning, pretty not very interesting. They were kind of sentimental and oh, really? Like over, like overworked, so to speak, like weird, as opposed to Bowie, who was very. Like fun and engaging. Uh, so, I mean, I, again, I haven't seen this movie in a while, obviously, since it was a miscommunication. But, but, uh, I, I agree with that. I have to say, I have to say that I think that Martin Sheen's, Michael Sheen's character, not Martin Sheen, that's a different guy. Michael Sheen's, shout out to Martin Sheen and, uh, uh our review for Apocalypse Now. A little unshameless plug. I don't care if it was shameless, is a plug. But, uh, another part of this, I'm sure you, you brought this up to me. Earlier in the day was the soundtrack. Now I didn't know it was. Yeah. I didn't know Daft Punk did it. I do know it was crazy. I mean, so just talk a little bit about the, about the soundtrack and how much you love it.
1: So, wait, have you listened to it? Did you check? No, it No,
0: no, God, no. I mean, not God, oh, no. Wow. But...
1: Okay, well, you know, the, like Tron didn't get like the best ratings as you saw and mentioned earlier, but the soundtrack I think was like a thing that a lot of people liked, even people who didn't like the movie. They're like, you know. I gotta admit, the soundtrack really good. So it, it was done by Daft Punk, you know them?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And
1: yeah, You know how they wear like these weird helmets? Mm-hmm. They kind of look like Tron helmets. They were actually in the movie for a minute, uh, in Michael Sheen's character's club. And yeah, the soundtrack it's pretty good. It's a lot of electronic music. And uh, yeah, there's some two good songs in there. I recommend uh, D-Rest and uh, The End Titles. Those are my favorite songs.
0: You're, I'm like, you sound like such a fanboy right now. Oh my god. You, like, you, you sound like such a fanboy. Like, you're like my favorite, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite songs. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack, I really uh, want you to check out uh and uh, the end. Uh, I, what do you say? It's D Rest. I don't
1: know what you just called it, but it's D Rest.
0: D all right, now one thing I want to—I will have to admit about this movie, even though we bash the Oscars on this podcast, it was nominated for an Oscar, Best Sound Editing. Yeah. Now I don't know how it wasn't—I don't know how it was nominated for Best Special Effects. That's beyond me, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who, who, who. Again, the Oscars are stupid. So shout out, just, just <laughs> let's just bash the Oscars unless this wasn't a category. I mean, maybe you know, Best Visual Effects. Yo, it wasn't. Wait, it wasn't nominated for best visual. Okay, yeah, these people are shot. You shot. <laughs> wait, she says it's the best. Come on, she give us a shot. Give us a shot. Oh,
1: okay, okay. You shot. You shot. You shot.
0: I mean, you're gonna give Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows stop. Iron Man two. Stop it. Stop it. Should have been nominated for two Oscars. Was robbed. Was robbed of two Oscar nominations. How about that?
1: Yeah, I agree. It should have won Oscars every single year. And best costume.
0: Released. And best costume. It shouldn't actually you know what it should be nominated for three Oscars, actually. Three Oscars. <laughs> best uh best uh score, whatever you want to call it, best sound editing and best sound mixing and best uh costume design and best. it should have won like five Oscars. That's how good this movie you was. How about that? You think it
1: should have won them or just been nominated? Just
0: nominated. Then you we could. Then it could be considered a classic. Five Oscar nominations, something like that. Mm-hmm. Then we yeah. could have really sold it. But again, I thought we were talking about a movie from 1982, not 2010. But I think what really is she? Wa- <laughs> what is she really wants to talk about? Unless I'm unless I'm wrong here. But I think what is she really really dying? Absolutely dying to talk about here. I don't think I actually know. I know for a fact you're dying to talk about this. And that is these trilo- the trilogy. And you started a petition for this.
1: You talked oh, about how
0: Tomorrowland shouldn't have affected it. Just kind of give everybody how the Knights, as I'm going to call you Wait, guys.
1: When did I tell you about that? I was going to say that. like That was back now. in the
0: day. I just remember it. And I, you know why? Because I read it on the Wikipedia page about Tomorrowland. How Tomorrowland yep. kind of messed because I will say this, Man. I will say this, it made $400 million at the box office and its budget was $170 million. Well, that's not great. Yeah, I saw That's also not, all. Well, there's worse movies, so, but I know you want to get to that part, so please talk about tomorrow. rant, this is your time to just go, just, just lay into Disney, lay into uh, Tomorrowland, uh, etc. Whatever you want on. to talk about.
1: So, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was $170 million budget and it made $400 million, I guess. That's not bad, but maybe they were just expecting more. You know, it's Disney. I guess they can make more money making, like, uh, what is that thing? The Marvel. emotion movie. What is that thing? Wait, what? What am talking about? Marvel? Inside, inside Out. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, make <laughs> you know they like got that. sued
0: for that, right? They stole that from somebody. Really? Like, <laughs> literally, they stole that. the entire thing. Yeah, I looked it up, too. It was, like, scary. You know, Disney yeah, got like sued for that. Disney got 100 They should have just
1: made Tron that. 3. That's all I'm talking about. If they got sued for that. They wouldn't. have got sued for Tron Three, you no. Know? So with Tron Three, they released this movie Tomorrowland after Tron Legacy is a few years after. I never saw it, but it was another sci-fi movie, and I think it did pretty poorly. And then after that, you know, yes, it made a uh, sci-fi movie.
0: Wait, so just to set the stage, it actually did really poorly. It had a hundred eighty to one hundred ninety million dollar budget, and it only made two hundred nine million, which is horrendous.
1: Oh like, man, that's
0: like an old time yeah. box office bomb right there for, uh, for a. <laughs> For Disney. But anyways, continue. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, so it didn't do well. And I guess that was just, they're just like, all right. I mean, we're not doing good with sci-fi movies. So it, they were working on Tron 3. I think that, I heard it was one of the potential names was like Tron Ascendants. Doesn't that sound cool? Wait, Tron what? Just, Tr- Tron Ascendants.
0: Oh, because oh, I went in another one here. It's called Tron Dest- Destiny with Jared Leto.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, he he was definitely, he was talking a lot about it because he was saying, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm going to try to get this to happen. You know, I appreciate that. Anyone who wants it to happen, go after it, guys. We got to make it happen. So tomorrow, they're just like, all right, we're not good with sci-fi movies, so they just they just canceled Tron 3. Now, since then, like, a lot of people, including, like, uh, Joseph Kosinkia, that's the director, right? Mm-hmm. He, yeah, uh, you
0: are.
1: He, um... He and Jared Leto have both said, like, you know, we would like it to... We, we think it's there's still a possibility of it happening, but, like, no one really knows. It's been years. I mean, it took, like, 30 years for Tron Legacy to come out after Tron, the, the original. So, I think it's going to come out eventually. It might just be a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. The problem for you and other Tronites, I'd say, is the fact that Disney at the moment doesn't really need Tron. They already have M- the MCU. Yeah, they that's, have, that's true. Uh, they have the MC. You have to remember. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm trying to lecture you, but uh just in general, you have to remember when *Tron Legacy* came out was 2010. That was before Disney bought Star, bought Lucasfilm, and bought MC- and bought Marvel. Right. So now yeah, at the moment, yeah. so like back in the 2000s, I think people forget that they I mean, just aren't. They just pretend to. F- they don't know, I guess, because they now it's easy to sell Disney. Oh, you know, but. Back in the day, Disney's biggest, literally only big action franchise was *Power to the Caribbean*. They had nothing else. They're like they had literally nothing else. They're like uh, they had like *Air Butter*, like those like bad like two thousands like dog movies things that you would
1: say. I guess that's true, yeah.
0: So when they, when *Tron Legacy* came out, it was a big action movie for them. Now they don't need it anymore because they have three Marvel movies a year. They have *Star Wars*. They have, you
1: know, That's other true, things. yeah. They just, they just put their money elsewhere, I guess.
0: What you really should be hoping for, uh, Ishi, uh, because again, I don't really see a Tron Legacy movie, ha- three movie happening, because for two reasons. First reason is back in twenty, 20- I don't, I don't want to crush your dreams here, but back in twenty ten, way more people went to the movie theaters than now. Now is a harder theatrical climate to get to get people to come in. You know, it's harder to get people to come back to the movie theaters unless to, unless it's a DC movie, unless it's a Marvel movie, or a Jurassic World, or an Oscar contender. Right, it's very hard to get people to come to the movie theaters now for just regular movies. That's the problem one. And then problem two is what I just said, Disney doesn't really need Tron anymore. Tron needs Disney. Disney doesn't
1: need Tron, right? Yeah.
0: But I'll tell you this. Well, you don't, sorry, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, what I'm thinking is like, you're right about that. So I think what they're doing, I guess their best shot at getting a lot of people to come in is like, it's two parts. Maybe this is what I'm thinking is. One, they they wait many years. They've already waited a lot of years. They're probably going to wait even longer. So that build-up will happen and more people want to come. And two, they got the the Tron roller coaster in China. And, like, that's a really popular ride. So they're building the one in in Florida now. And that's probably going to do pretty well. And maybe that'll build up enough hype for maybe them to to make another one and and get a good good profit on it.
0: Speaking of that, I actually played that Tron game. That was a fun game. The the. Bike game, or whatever it's called. I don't know what they're called. When you try to cut. There's a Wii game? No, no, on the phone. It was a Tron on your phone. You you could like play, you like controlled your guy and you try to kill your competitors, cut them off.
1: Huh.
0: It was really fun. You should trick it out.
1: Actually, I actually don't know that one. There's, uh, there's like, I know there's a Wii game and there's a game on Steam, which is just like a temple run game. It's not really that
0: good. No, no, no. There's one that's like just a stupid Android game or like an uh, iPhone game. But I'll tell you I this, see. Ishmael. You have hope. You know what you and the other Tron people should do? So Disney has a new streaming service, Disney Plus, obviously. Your best bet is to tell Disney, you know what, Disney? Look, Disney Plus, all you have is random kids' movies and, like, other, like, bad shows, like High School Musical that nobody cares about. You want to, like, Tron can be their Westworld. Tron can be their, you know, legitimate sci-fi overarching series that is their next Stranger Things. That's what you. That's your sell to Disney. That's what the fan base is so should be. Give us a move a television series, overarching, ever expanding, like different little pockets. It's like The Wire, but for Tron. You know what the. You know what The Wire uh, yeah. is.
1: Yeah, I know The Wire. Do
0: that. That's your way to go. Glory. The glory. This the the theatrical is done. Tron's not getting a sequel. Get call up Jared Leto. Be like yo. Let's get a Disney Plus show that people are <laughs> going to watch anyway because they already paid for Disney Plus. It's going to be their Stranger Things. I yeah, want that royalties. Be, that
1: would be really good.
0: You should do I it. I'm telling you. I, I can see it right now. I can literally picture it in my brain. Like it's just an overarching sick show. Like Westworld. You know what, I mean, you know what Westworld is or no? No, I don't
1: know. If you don't know
0: what Westworld is, look it up. It's, basic, it's a kind of like Tron. The concept's kind of like Tron. So... That could be their Westworld. Disney, listen to this podcast. I just gave you a hundred million dollar idea. This is going to help Disney Plus get on the map more so. Tron, you can call it whatever you want, but Tron the series. Bring back all the big names. That's how they're going to win. That's how you're going to get your your Tron back, man. That's what I'm. That's what I'm selling myself on right now.
1: And that's a pretty good idea. You know, maybe maybe we'll get a petition going for that. Change that. <laughs>
0: Didn't you already have one of those?
1: I didn't make it, but I did sign it. There's some like
0: oh, oh, you did sign, did sign. Um, yeah. So as we kind of write, write, uh, wind down here, Ishii, I just I I'm still having trouble with why you love this movie. I just you <laughs> kind of said why you liked it, but again, it's not the greatest movie ever, and the special effects are kind of done because you're not really a big movie guy to begin with, right? Yeah. And, I'm not. You're not, like, the biggest Star Wars fan. You're not the biggest superhero. Like, why does this movie speak to you? You yeah, haven't even seen the original. But why does this movie right here, that's why you're a fake fan. You haven't even seen the, I haven't seen the original. But why does this movie, Tron Legacy, why does Tron Legacy, a like a three-star, like, random action movie, speak to you so much?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. You know what, <laughs> good though? movie. You know what you should so I can, I, can, I can tell you one thing. Maybe, I think, I saw it when I was younger. It might have just, like, the main thing was probably just, like, the graphics in the special. I played video games, too, and uh, I like the games because they look cool. They have good graphics. Like, I played Star Wars Battlefront 1 a lot, and a lot of people hated that game, but I liked it because its graphics were so good. So with Tron, you know, like maybe it has an overused kind of plot and it's not really original, but it looks cool. So therefore it's a good move.
0: Wait, is it Solos Battlefront One?
1: What is it? Star Wars Battlefront One. That was like a PS4. Oh my game
0: god, I remember PS4. when you played that game. I actually that remember having these game. discussions. Oh my like, yeah, people said that movie that game stunk.
1: I mean Battlefront 2 came out also and that people like that too. Like, no one really liked the Battlefront 1 that came out a few years wasn't ago.
0: Wasn't it pay-to-play, though? Was Aren't all those games not, like, pay-to-play?
1: I mean, I don't. I think they said Battlefront 2. The new Battlefront 2 was pay-to-play. Battlefront 1 wasn't. They just said it was just bad. Like, it just didn't have a lot of stuff. In I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, sorry, Dish. You're allowed to like what you like, okay, man? Don't apologize for it. What I will tell you is this, man. <laughs> so, again, just to kind of reiterate what happened today... <laughs> I thought we were watching Tron from 1982, and she thought we were talking about Tron Legacy. There was a, yeah, a little bit of a mishap,
1: but
0: a <laughs> work. I'm trying to tell you, man, you should watch Tron. It's short. It's like an hour and a half. It's pretty good, and I think it adds like a lot of, from watching Tron Legacy, it adds a lot of lore. I'm being serious. Like, there's a <laughs> lot of Easter eggs. Like, Clue is in Tron.
1: Yeah, I mean I've meant to watch it before I just never got to it. Yeah,
0: I would definitely uh, if I was you get to it. I would try to get to it for sure. All
1: right. I'll check that out. Maybe yeah. I'll become maybe I'll become a real Tron fan after watching.
0: Well, I mean, I just think you, I think it would be good for you cuz you know so much about it. Like it would just add to the lore even more. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, as we wrap down here as we wind down here officially now, any last words, any parting thoughts, any shout outs you want to make, Ishi, as we go?
1: Um. So everyone, keep hoping for Tron Three. I think it's gonna come one day. And uh, also a shout out that I was I was requested to do. Uh, shout out Cutlink on SoundCloud. It's uh, Alex D'Angelo.
0: <laughs> Alex, I want him to listen now. That's a listen right there. I want him to listen over here. You better listen with that shit. Yeah, these don't come free. You get a listen to them. I, uh, <laughs> I also have another. Someone told me to. A guy named Ed that we know told me to shout this out, Lemaire Seafood.
1: Go sh- yeah, shout out Lemaire Seafood. They got the freshest seafood in mug and all the employees really love working there. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. You might have to cut this out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, with that, with that party message, I want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay well, stay safe during this tough time, obviously, with everything that's going on. And I hope this podcast brings a little bit of a, I don't know, hopefully you listen, especially since it was a little bit of a different podcast. Thank you so much, Ishi, for being a good sport and coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having
0: me. All right, for Ishii, Ishmael Asad and James, uh, Baston, obviously, I'm your host. So long, everybody, and thank you for listening to another episode of Rumors, Money, and Movies. Stay well.